0: Okay, welcome everyone to the first episode of the fourth season of uh, HyperTalks. A big thank you to Bebel Studio for their continued support and partnership. Love those guys. Only met them twice, but they're wonderful. <laughs> Today, um, I just want to quickly introduce the new HyperTox crew, to take over this legendary podcast from previous Hyper Island students. It's going to be uh, to my left. I actually have Ku. Do you want to say hi, Ku? Hi, everybody. Yes. Um, then it's me, myself, Lynn. And um, behind the scenes today or uh, doing the editing and recording is Eric and uh, Nitin. Uh, you're going to meet them later on in later episodes. Um, So um, to start off today, um, we picked a topic called learning design and team culture. And when doing this, um, me, Nitin, Ku and Eric all met at Hyper Island six months ago. Um, And when we walked into the classroom for the digital media creatives, we were met by these uh, two lovely women uh, that made us feel so safe. So why not invite the same women for our very first podcast, we thought. Mm. Um, so I want to introduce to you Åsa Heidstad and Nina Sandström. Uh, applause! Yay! Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, in a traditional hyper way, we're of course going to start out with a check-in question. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and our check-in question to you, Nina, Osa, and, and Ku, you're going to have to check in on this one too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What is your New Year's intention or resolution? Who wants mm. to start? I can start.
1: Okay. I don't do New Year's resolutions oh, at cool. all. Mm. But I have a focus for this year, and that is to keep doing what I started just before New- uh, just before Christmas. Starting up my own business. Just continuing that and enjoying the freedom of that. Sounds like good.
0: Nina, mm. do you want to go?
2: I think I um, I'm trying to create a more creative space for myself. And that was something that I kind of realized when I went through the last year and looked forward. I think I need it and I want it. So that's my uh, intention. I think.
0: Good. Um, I can go with mine. Please do. Um, so my intention for this is uh, mainly with my hyper journey. Um, I just decided to level up. That's what it's all about. <laughs>
3: Cool. Uh, I think for me, my intention for 2019 is definitely to do more and think later. Rock on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. Okay, so we checked in. Yes. Cool.
3: Okay, so awesome, Nina, let's get started. Uh, today we wanted to talk a little bit about learning design and uh, team culture in the modern workplace, and we figured why not speak with you guys as you are experts in it. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about what learning design is and what led you to this career?
1: Do you want me to start, Nina? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, I would love to.
1: Nina said before we went in, you're so good at starting, whatever that
3: means, <laughs> so I'll start.
1: Um, what led me to this career? I used to, first of all, I was a hyper-student almost 20 years ago now, 18 I think, uh, so I've always had a passion for the experience-based learning method that we use at Hyper Island. And then I left Hyper Island and I started working within the communications industry. And um, after 10 years or so, I had an urge of uh, working more with uh, people and more with leadership and facilitation and so on. And that's when I came back to Hyper as a program manager. So I didn't really um, look for the specific learning designer role. It was more hyper as, a, as an organization and as a learning institute that, that I wanted to join again or, like, have a... Oh, to try um, from a different perspective than being a student. But the whole sort of area of learning design is... For me, it's a, it's a way of... Um, if we look at designing learning experiences, the whole, the whole experience behind it, like, how can we create strong and powerful and uh, sustainable learning methods that actually uh, creates a, a meaningful change and a sustainable change in, in, in human beings and in people. That's, that's, that's what it is for me.
2: Mm, I was one of those um, people who didn't really fit into the school system in the way that I wanted to continue uh, becoming something. I didn't really know what to do. So when I came out and had my chance to do new things, I just got into the university in whatever course I could find. I kind of talked my way in there, actually. And uh, and it didn't suit me at all. Like, I can I can adjust to the system, but I didn't learn uh, in the way I wanted and in the way I felt was fun uh, and long-lasting, I think. So it took me some time, but then after a while, I got to know this school in Denmark called the KS Pilots, And uh, after a while I applied and I didn't get in and my heart was broken. I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? This was my only chance kind of thing. And then I saw that uh, there was uh, the same program would open in Malmö. So I got in there uh, and that kind of changed my life, I think. Uh, That's when I found a way of working with people and with learning and with uh, myself. That felt uh, really valuable to me. And uh, yeah, and that includes uh, learning design and process facilitation and all of that. And I think uh, I kind of found my, yeah, my passion in there, where I could combine my private and personal self to my professional side and uh, and have fun at the same time and also challenge myself, I think.
3: That's great. And uh In learning design, what would you say that your specific areas of expertise are in? I have
2: them. My my three C's. It's a a challenge, um, conflict, and uh, change.
0: Good ones.
1: And mine? Hmm. I think I'm very good at the... I always get this wrong, so I'm not so good at it. <laughs> the, what it means to me anyway is that to, have, to prepare really well to be able to be flexible within whatever or like for whatever happens in the process. Mm. I think that's, um I prepare a lot so that I can be super free uh, inside those frames mm. and not lose the focus of what happens between people and within the group.
2: Mm. Okay, I need to add one. Yeah. Chaos. chaos. Okay. <laughs> I think I think I also plan a lot because I'm quite chaotic, so I need to plan the chaos, but also let it be free, so so I can follow in a good way. Cool.
3: Uh, so for you both uh, in talking about your areas of expertise touched upon, like teamwork or group work. And for the listeners who are unfamiliar with Hyper Island and its methodology, one of the pillars of it are team is everything. And so right now we're seeing a shift in the industry as it relates to leadership and team dynamic. Uh, You know, people are looking for more diverse, creative, uh, team-oriented environments. And studies have shown that it leads to productivity and efficiency. And I know you guys have touched upon that in your efficiency, a keyword that you both uh, honed in on was change, hmm. uh, in addition to um, motivation and chaos and forget the other ones. But uh, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but uh, can you please tell us why you think those specific areas are so critical in today's digital industry?
1: I think they're critical in any industry, actually, um, because I think we're moving into a world <laughs> that needs more um, or I can see a shift anyway. And this is m- mainly maybe different in this area of the world, but uh, a shift from choosing your your career and your role based on salary and uh, title and so on. So the shift is to look more for sort of what, what is the other value that I can get from this organization or this this uh, specific uh, company. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a need and there's a, a lack in many organizations around uh, the, the importance of actually um, building a strong culture that would, you know, make people actually stay. And also a culture that attracts the right kind of competence because that's also something that a lot of organizations, companies are struggling around, finding the right competence. So so it's, uh, I mean, ever since I went to Hyper 2000, I've been a fan and a super um, believer in the power or the, like, the importance of, of a strong culture and um, understanding people and so on. There is definitely something happening in the world right now around that. I think it's important for for all industries, but I think the digital industry might have been more sort of pioneers in in that area, based on um, based on the sort of the uncertainty and the sort of um, yeah the entre- the startup aspect of a lot of digital companies. You need to be more people oriented to tap into that. I think it has to do with the fast
2: paced society as we know it now and it only goes faster and I think it's yeah this is what I talk a lot about that uh, nowadays you don't learn a specific topic and you stay there. There are some roles that that of course uh, has that still but it's more important to learn how to relearn or learn how to learn again and it's a demand from the industry Uh, and I think it belongs to the shift in some way Um, and I think it's important to understand how to actually do that uh, and that is through all of these topics that you actually mentioned,
1: and also as, as the complexity of business grows, and it's I mean it's so much building on sort of the fast pace and the, everything that changes within tech and within our behaviors and yeah. what we earn money on and so on. Uh, we need to understand collaboration, I and mean, we can't uh, do the sort of solo expert uh, show anymore. Then it's about the dynamic.
0: When we collaborate? For me, it's uh, what I've been looking for, I think. Mm. Um, When you say you didn't fit in to the school system and stuff, I I realized once getting to Hyper that this is how I've learned and taught myself for a long time now, uh, working. That university might not have been for me, even if I could adjust it. But now I remember stuff, I know how to use it, I push it forward constantly. So it's been... I wouldn't say life-changing. It's something I've been practicing. I just didn't know what it was Mm. that I was doing. And now I got a format and a platform for it, and it makes me feel way more confident because it was actually, uh, this is what I can do and want to do. I love it. And it's amazing seeing all the people around you change so quickly and adjust and learning all these different techniques that we're learning.
3: I agree. Uh, I think for years I was trying to find a way to eloquently put into words what Hyper Island has been teaching for over 20 years. And uh, no one was ever familiar with it in my work environment. So it's really comforting to be in a group of 50 people that share that same mentality. You know, we're being taught those uh, foundations, and now I can take it back to New York and say, look, this, this is what I learned, and it works. And I want to add to the culture, and this is how we can do it. So I'm excited to apply everything. And I think it's really interesting that we touched upon the topic of learning. I know also that, like, experiential learning is what— brought you to be a student at Hyper Island and what in turn brought you back uh, to working there. And Nina, you mentioned that teaching path for when you were seeking education, it didn't work for you. And then you landed at Chaos Pilots, which also uses experience-based learning. And uh, why would you say that that both is like the favorite approach in teaching as a learning designer? I
1: think it's the aspect of, I have to say, because I, I totally fit into the traditional system. I just didn't know how it could be in another system <laughs> that I could use my whole self because I've been, I was uh, perfectly fine within the university system because I was so programmed into using sort of the intellectual part of myself only. But then discovering high pride, I was like, wow, I could use my inter- intellect, my heart, and my gut and my whole self and my feelings and so on. So, high works for those people as well, I would say. <laughs> mm, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you anyway. got all kinds. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot your question, cool.
3: Oh uh, no! So just saying, <laughs> why is experience learning mm. but, the favored method for exactly. a lear- as a learning designer? Right.
1: But I think it's exact- it's exactly that to design the learning experience so that you can bring in your whole self and use your whole self uh, in it. It was research on back in the fifties and sixties, and now even more accurate that the, the the importance of trust to be able to gain. A, a level of trust to be able to excel and also to be able to dare to innovate, do differently, try new things, speak, your, speak up your mind and so on. And the experience-based learning approach is a way of uh, bringing that into the, into the picture as well. You know, using yourself as, as a way of, of gaining your learnings um, instead of just being told or spoon-fed <laughs> with knowledge from someone. That's what it's about for me: to be able to to bring your whole self into the learning experience, and and to step into it and uh, take response, take your own responsibility in it as well, instead of just learning what someone else or like repeat what someone else told you, or you know, uh, remember the book or like uh, study for the test. The night before, <laughs> <laughs> stuff yourself with knowledge. <laughs> to be, to be, the center. I mean, that, that's what it's to be the center of the experience yourself, and 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 learn from that. That was a rambling answer.
0: No, but it was interesting. Um, based on that, team is everything. What processes or practices are needed for building this effective or solid group dynamic? Let's say, I mean, going into a company or going into a new group. What are some of the tools
3: and the processes that you guys use? Especially to establish trust. I think that's an interesting word that you touched Mm -hmm. upon that you don't see in a lot of workplaces today, but it's critical.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can see that the outcome, the delivery, becomes so much better if you work together, right? If you trust each other and help each other to grow and, and go forward. Yeah, what are the main tools? I think it is, first of all, to get to know each other and connect, right? Uh, And that's something that is done in different ways and very individual. But it's connecting in a way to be able to um, step in for each other and to go through conflict, of course, and go through things that are hard. And, uh, you know, it's not always a a nice, uh, clean process. So if something would happen during the way to create a very good foundation uh, for the team to go through some kind of Windy, windy stages, or some kind of, you know, whatever happens in a, yeah, in work, I would say. But some tools for that. I mean, we, we work a lot with um, effective feedback, with uh, being able to share openly about how someone else's behavior is actually affecting me speaking from myself rather than from the group or from some kind of universal self or universal idea of something and that has to do with relating and it has to do with taking responsibility and that's very crucial to trust to actually have people take responsibility for what they are angry affected about uh, whatever you know reaction comes out so, so it has to do with that to get to know each other in the beginning. I mean, to to really, really share something personal, so we connect emotionally. It's it's a lot about that. Uh, we can connect quite quickly in the head and with our like intellect, but when it comes to relationships and trusting each other, we need to connect through feeling and emotion. So it has to be a tool built on that, or some kind of help that has that. Mm. I would say. Mm.
0: Interesting. I mean, it's what we've been taught. So in short time, we've seen a huge progress, I think, between the people that entered that classroom from the first day mm. to where we are today. Mm. Um, but it do uh, involve some conflict and other things. But the platformer of it is so important, mm. I think. So I completely agree being the guinea pig for it for mm. the last It's, six it's easy to... S- I mean, it's, it sounds so easy. I think mm. this
2: is the thing that I always come back to. It sounds so easy, mm. uh, but it's not because it, it's very related to fear and to, you know, our faults or things that are inside of us that are a bit scary. So it's not as easy as it sounds, but it's a lot of fun.
1: And I think also a part of it is to understand that it's, uh, we're social creatures. We need to belong. It's a, a basic human need that we need to belong to people. And then we can say, I want to be on my own and I work better, but that's just strategies. I mean, we are uh, wired to connect we need to connect otherwise we it's a survival instinct so it's quite basic (laughs) it's basic things that is happening when we step into a workplace that it's um, we need to be feel that we are significant we need to feel that we are competent we need to feel that we are liked or able to like so it's really those so i think confirmation we work a lot with confirmation at hybrid and i do now in my own uh, role like to really really be generous with appreciation and, and confirming each other on these these three super basic um, needs that we have because if i know that I'm, I'm meaningful for you if i know that you can li- that you like me to a certain extent you don't need to love me but i need to feel that i'm okay with you and then that you that my competence is okay that i have something to bring then the trust level is enough for me to be able to sort of ex- excel and do my best and dare to try new things and and be creative and all of that but th- that needs to happen first psychological safety is a good term for it
0: so that's like the number one like if you would take i mean now we're being taught we're all at um i mean me and are at hyper island we're being taught all these things but going as learning designers or facilitators walking into a company would that be your core thing to start out with like to find out the level of trust in the group or mm. how do you is that like the main thing it could be one of those things that
1: a lot of teams and organizations and management teams and so on haven't spent time on mm. because we don't really know how important we don't yeah we don't really understand how important it is or we do but it's it's just easier to go to the everything we need to do and the, strate- the all the strategic plans and the, the the financial part of it I mean it's it's easier to go there because it it's not as um, hard <laughs> or like <laughs> it, it takes a bit of vulnerability of course to be able to connect uh, on a you on like this as as uh, as individuals that's what i see a lot in a way that you you tend to skip that step and that it sort of comes back or at some point you you can just feel it that it's like i mean the stress level and uh, un, uh, it's like unclear and the expectations are that we, were, I mean, the goal isn't isn't, or like we, we don't have a clear view on the goal and all the all of these like sort of basic things. They come back if we haven't if we haven't done the groundwork. It's hard to build a house. <laughs> mm. <laughs> At some point, it it starts to shake. Yeah, mm.
2: you can see the conflict quite easily.
1: Then, yeah. then we know
2: where we are. <gasps> I think that's what I'm looking for. Like, how, how is the communication? How is the group working? Like, how are they together? And then it's easy to see, okay, so do they trust each other? Does it work? Or don't they? Mm-hmm. And it can be different, right? Because there are many people in a group, so it doesn't, it's not the same for the whole group. It's, mm-hmm. it's here and there.
0: Interesting. Also interesting for all the companies out there that need to start looking into this and adjust mm-hmm. for the future to come. We're amazing. <laughs> moving a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of leadership, what makes an effective leader? What skills do that individual have and uh, embody in practice? Hmm. I think it's about dare to
1: uh, step back a bit. <laughs> well, uh, I I I see it like this. It's uh, I think all leaders want motivated and involved and engaged uh, co-workers. To get that, I think the leader needs to be. I think it's a lot about um, working on your own, sort of uh, trust uh, uh, in your trust yourself, and and work on trusting others, so that you can dare to step back and um, let other let let your team members um, step in, take responsibility, and uh, get involved and participate, and so on. I think a lot of leaders are, very, are quite scared of that, actually, because it's about you know, their own competence, <laughs> yeah that's definitely one thing.:
2: yeah, definitely. I think that I would say the same thing. I would also say that leaders um, need to adjust to their coworkers, and uh, that's very different for different groups and different people, and they also I mean a good leader can can help almost any person forward. Because they can use different ways of working together with uh, different types of people. Uh, so, so it's something with holding the team or holding the people together, but also to kind of push individually. And then very much what also I was into. The self-leadership I think is, is uh, super big. Trusting others, daring to let go, daring to step in, daring to take a decision.
3: Uh, I have a question. So when you're working with organizations or just at the leadership level, how do you recommend people deal with, you know, the task of being a leader and keeping a group together, building that culture and dynamic, but also you have to uh, maintain that the bureaucracies of what's expected of you as a leader. And, you know, those missions sometimes don't come into alignment. What do you recommend for people?
2: I think transparency is a super important thing. I think if I mean, first of all, I think it's important uh, that all people are aligned with what actually a leader is and what a manager is. It's different. And to understand that you have this role for a specific reason, and that means that you have different tasks than others. So, so first of all, kind of aligning on that. But then also uh, to be transparent about why you're doing things on different levels, depending on what the person uh, needs. But I think that's uh, super important to kind of... Um, balance in that do you agree?
1: I I do (laughs) good (laughs) it looks like you agree
3: (laughs) I just wanted to check I had something else
1: (laughs) on my mind but I forgot about it
3: I have a bit of a provocative question go for it is everybody meant to be a leader?
1: Hmm. I thought about that question too I'm not sure I mean I think you can um, I think it's also leadership versus management ship
3: (laughs) Feel free to elaborate. (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: I think a lot of people are very good at management. For me, that's more sort of, yeah, the bureaucracy. I can never say that word.
3: It's a tongue twister.
1: (laughs) Sort of the the, the sort of more sort of um, hands-on part of the leadership role, sort of meeting targets and uh, keeping track on budget and, you know, stakeholders and deliveries and so on. Leadership for me is more um, seeing people, Understanding how to motivate them, how to challenge them positively, dare to be honest, a ruthless compassion is a great word, I think. Mm. To really mm. dare to be honest with the best of intentions, with like I see you, that's why I need to let you know about this or whatever it is. Have those dare to have those like hard conversations. And I'm not sure that the, that's um, I don't know it's hard I, w- I want to say yes everyone can learn that but I think you need to have some kind of um, what is it people skills or like um, I don't know it's a hard question
3: it is a hard question uh,
1: management is something that you can learn because it's a lot about tools I think leadership is something else you need to love people to be a good leader I think and that you can learn and you need to love yourself.
2: Mm. I think you can learn it. I think everybody can learn it, of course. It's just that it, uh, you have to have the right tools. You have to have a lot of help. It depends where you come from, where you are, what kind of you know, experience and culture and support and help and love you have around you. I think everybody can learn it. I think you need to have an interest in it. I think mm. you can learn how to get an interest. But I think it's a good thing that not everybody is.
0: Should that? I say something more about that? <laughs> I was like, Why did you say that? <laughs> I was very
3: quiet. Yeah. Um, you were looking at me, so I was scared. <laughs> I was personally just letting it sink in. the message.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but something about, um, or maybe I don't know. Maybe everybody should be. I I don't know. I I think it's something with that we need leadership Absolutely. as humans. Yeah. yeah. There is a profound need for us to be led sometimes, especially in like, difficult situations. Maybe everybody should be because then we can step in and out. But on the other hand, I wouldn't have a job if everybody could. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's like super hard to understand, but <laughs> or to.
0: But you're kind of leading like... us into next question, I think. Oh a great! Bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> so now we know uh, effective leadership. Uh, got an insight to it. But uh, so what makes an effective follower or a good follower? Because I mean, the leader needs
3: follower, right? Mm-hmm. And is there a better way, like word for that, for yeah. followership? Because I personally hate the word follower. Yeah. I think it has a negative connotation, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make you feel very like powerful in a group mm-hmm. to follow or to be a follower
1: yeah mm-hmm. to be a follower
3: so what is fellowship? because <laughs> I think it's you have to reframe the word I, I personally had to reframe it for myself when I came to Hyper Island right. because it was a very negative word mm-hmm. for me
1: interesting I think it, for me it's about trusting your leader so that you would do as he or she says or you would um, align into the decision without being 100% sure that it's the right thing to do that is fellowship for me, that you would be, okay, I'm not sure I agree, but I trust you, let's do this. Dare to step, not step down, but like, uh, I might not agree 100%, but, I, I'm, I, but I'm on board. That's a followship for me. It's a conscious choice. Yeah.
3: One that I'm not so sure I'm ready to make. <laughs> <laughs> is, that why, is
1: that why you don't like it?
3: <laughs> exactly. No, but it, it comes down to the trust again. Yeah, like, I, I, for sure, definitely. absolutely.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I was actually thinking a little bit about this one.
1: Uh, I think
2: another word for it for me personally, I think it's different again for different people, but I think it's self leadership. Followship for me is self leadership. Uh, if I can lead myself. I have no problem in giving up uh, some of my own uh, darlings. I trust that uh, we're on the same route, and I, and I can follow. Yeah. So I think uh, level of self leadership is what the, like what uh, uh, helps the followership to be good or harder.
3: Within that, would you say that um, finding the value for oneself is really important to create that self leadership, and then in turn. Hmm be like a faithful follower or followership. What do you think? I would say yes. Mm. That's something, again, that I've learned very recently, Mm -hmm. finding uh, or creating that value Mm. for yourself. There is an opportunity within everything. Mm. Uh, It doesn't have to be for someone else. It can be, you can always find the you within anything. So I would say yes, finding that value definitely motivates you Mm. to want to see whatever the task or group is faced with because when they succeed you succeed and it's not just helping someone else check a box and get that t-shirt there's value within it for yourself so I would say yes and communicating it I think is important so that others can find
2: theirs yeah
1: I think that's uh, great and another aspect of, of followership is also sort of that it's an integrity like it's a conscious choice to actually choose to follow it's not just followership as in a herd, mm-hmm. Maybe that's the yeah. the, the negative yeah, part. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, a sheep like, mentality. Yeah, exactly. mm. But it's for me it's like like a very with integrity I choose to because I I I trust you. I believe in you and I believe in the choices you make. So I'll, I I yeah, I think you. that's
0: what I um I, d- I wasn't so moved with the word as you were when we were discussing this. Um, maybe it's because I come from sports where it's also about being a team member. Mm-hmm. It's about supporting mm. and letting others lead to see what happens. Mm. I have no
3: athletic ability. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that we
0: get to share a different experience. And it's also about like maybe the self-leadership or finding your own value in it is also about exploring mm. different sides of it. Mm. Exploring leadership is maybe also exploring followingship and following others. Mm-hmm. They to go together, what, I think. Yeah.
1: That's why it's so interesting, I think, to explore around that with like shared uh, leadership. It's in many cases, it's one person that you assign or like is the is leader, but it's a, sort of explore those things because it is a shared responsibility. I see that completely to b- both lead and to follow. hmm but it's normally only one person that is the leader, and that, that's that's interesting to, to challenge and explore. I think mm-hmm. in I in sort of more modern organizations. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting with you guys working with the high Island students how how that word leader is. It's such a what's the word stigma around that mm-hmm. word. Meeting you in your teams, no one want, So do you have a leader in this team? No, but we have a, a, a facilitator or an experience. A project make, manager. You have yeah. these amazing titles. terms. <laughs> titles for <laughs> nobody wants to be. I
3: heard a new one, a mood manager.
1: Ah, <laughs> amazing. Oh. Is it interesting? Because you're asking, all, everyone is asking for the same thing, but to step into the leader role is... Oh, that's.
0: It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you also get into situations where you're asking if someone wants to be the leader or whatever. And then... Um, coming back with it some, when actually someone's assigned, then the other ones go, Oh, how nice, we have someone to follow exactly. or we have someone to lead. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of stigma to it, I think. Mm. But it's also interesting, we had an industry leader coming in recently that um, explained how his company works, where no one's um, the one leader, mm. everybody's a leader. Mm. Um, so we need to uh, grab him later on and see what that is like mm. uh, being uh, an active company mm. in today's business. I think it's,
2: uh, it's uh, again, very easy to confuse the word leader with manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think we're all leaders. I mean, I think everybody is in different ways. It's just that uh, to be an active leader as being an active follower is something you need to choose. And that's a bit hard. And then again, we have so many things that goes into the leader role. If you look at it, if you're applying for a job these days and you look into a... You know, you're going to be the <laughs> leader. You you have to know everything. And I think that's also that we're scared of. I can't do all of these things. So it's also important to talk about what leadership is for that specific group. I think that uh, makes a lot of difference. So you can lead the people in the group and yourself.
0: We touched based on a little bit, like we mentioned it, self-leadership. And it's something that we're taught at Hyper. So for us, it's very like we're in that journey, constantly doing it. But maybe uh, someone that's applying to Hyper is listening to this, or something like that, or someone that that isn't in the in this bubble. Do we want to touch base with self leadership, what that is, and how it can help,
3: and how it like uh, it lends to human growth? Because mm. I think that's like a really big thing that people almost feel that they leave at the door when they start a new job. It's like you're you're so focused on learning the skills that are required for completing your job, but what about your own personal growth um, as an employee and things that you care about outside of the workplace? Like, is that something that can be nurtured at the workplace or if someone maybe doesn't have it or they left it at birth? I don't know. <laughs> is it something that can be learned in the office <laughs> right outside the door? <laughs>
1: Self, so yeah, self leadership for me. I think there's a lot of different de- definitions of this, but but for me, it's about stepping into the driver's seat of your life, <laughs> basically. I think to do that, to really do that, you need to uh, to really start understanding yourself and um, your values and um, how you how you affect people, what makes you motivated. Uh, all of those things, to really spend time on discovering yourself to be able to then sort of consciously uh, make choices and, um, yeah, to, to, to uh, be the captain of your own ship instead of just uh, tagging along without knowing uh, why and so on. It's about in- integrity again, I think. And that sometimes takes a little practice to do that. Always especially if you haven't um you know depending on how you've been um, you know how you've been brought up or what kind of workplaces you've been i think we we have different sort of um yeah some of us might have done that more than than others depending on this and that and it's and for me I'm, for me i'm so <laughs> I'm so developed. No, but I mean, it's a conscious. <laughs> exactly. It's a conscious uh, or like it's an ongoing process. Mm. It's uh, it never sort of ends. But it's for me, when I sort of realized that to go into sort of being a proactive, uh, it's about pro- being proactive as well instead of being reactive, right? Mm. It's it's such a, a, an aha and relieving and powerful thing.
2: And taking responsibility for your actions. Yes. Yes. It's about that, I think. To actively do that and and to see that you can affect. uh, And sometimes you try to do something, but it affects in another way. And then you have the chance to take responsibility for that and see what you can do with that.
1: Mm.
2: I think that kind of systemic thinking is uh, super important, especially for teams and organizations and societies. Definitely. And universes. Oh, there you
3: go. All of it. <laughs> Getting at the meta level <laughs> now.
1: So, even if you left it at birth,
3: yeah. I think you could definitely. <laughs> Need to go get it.
1: Yeah.
2: take go up back up at to the it. hospital. It's waiting
3: for you in the birth <laughs> ward. <Exactly. laughs> Good. So. so what would you guys say, looking back over your careers, uh, with both organizations and students, and even personal coaching? Uh, what's the most important lesson that you've learned? Of all, pick one. Of top two, top two. Oh, I
1: know. One I know. for me, it was going from uh, intellectualizing everything to trusting my intuition and my gut. Definitely. That was like a. It was a deal breaker for me when I sort of dared to do that, um, not filtering everything through my brain. <laughs> then, uh, I, then um, f- from that moment on, uh, I could I could use my skills in a totally different way, and I would, I became a better facilitator. And I missed a lot of uh, good uh, opportunities when I was too much in my head, because <laughs> I missed the moment. That happened.
2: Oh, I wanted to say something similar, so I'm going to take another one. I think uh, it was something with I'm not as important as I think. I'm not as smart as I think. I'm not as dot 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 as I think. Uh, something with that we all have our experiences. Uh, we all try in different ways. Uh, we all. Try as hard as we can, something with that to understand that I can't judge uh, other people by what I think I see or perceive seeing, because there's a lot more to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Something about that,
1: maybe also something in around not seeing myself as an expert, daring to uh, <laughs> to um, push push things back to the participants. And really, sort of get that, get the conversation going, instead of uh, me being having to be the expert, knowing everything. That was also that's that was also a shift when I, when I uh, started doing that, showing that kind of vulnerability. Like, I don't know, what do you think? Kind of. well, What was the question again?
3: It was, uh, what's the most important lesson you've learned in coaching teams and individuals? Mm. Mm. Hmm.
1: It's hard to say a specific, but it's something around, definitely for me, something around that. Trying to make up an answer because I want to be super competent. I want to be seen as the expert.
0: <laughs> I don't think you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> no? no. <laughs> ah, yep.
1: Amazing. But I have, I have
2: one and I think I, uh, one of my uh, biggest insights uh, has been also that I can use all my hardships uh, in my work. I think everything I've gone through makes me able to relate and have empathy for others. And I think that was a shift for me to see, okay, so this is not all something that created something about me. It's something that I actually can use and uh, um, use to relate to other people and understand other people and understand why they are behaving in the way they do. And I think that was for me like, okay, now I get it. Like I also did that or i also recognize this or if i if i don't recognize it i'm like there must be a reason and that's uh and that's lovely i think
3: mm. lovely learning yes <laughs> so i have a question that's not on the list but for anybody that's interested in improving their team dynamic or maybe working on being a better uh leader what resources would you recommend for them Besides yourself, <laughs>
1: <laughs> go to go through uh, therapy. No, but but that's actually self-discovery. I mean, in whatever way works for that person to really spend time on on uh, understanding yourself a bit more It's a really crucial thing. I would say the more conscious you are, the more flexible you can be. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so don't forget your own self as a resource <laughs> in the whole uh, development. But then I want to say Hyper Island toolbox. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a lovely resource for all different kinds of methods if you want and then and then just try th- try something out. I mean it won't harm, I'm sure. I would say go to Hyper Island. That's <laughs> a really good
2: Smart
0: people make do.
3: that choice. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Hyper <laughs> Island. No, <that's> true. <laughs> I want to say there are other toolboxes <laughs> out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I, I think it's, um, there are a lot of courses you can do. Um, there are a lot of books you can read. There are a lot of, you know, but I think it has to do with start doing something mm. and, uh, and challenging yourself. I think that's a big thing. And that. also
1: start with set, understand the purpose of what you want to do why you want to do it whatever that is and it can be a small thing I want, to dis, uh, I want our next meeting to be more engaging what can I do then to, to, uh, to, to make that happen but make sure why you're doing it I think that that's a good start in any of these uh, processes and mm. then choose your method and resource based on that
2: yeah, start a discussion at work about how do you see leadership
1: could be one thing.
2: Talk to your manager about how they look upon leadership and what it is for them. Or, you know, it can be small steps. It could be big things, I guess.
0: So, what would you building on that a little bit? Um, if someone's interested in becoming a learning decider, designer, designer. Decider. (laughs) Decider. Learning decider. (laughs) I'm deciding you're learning. (laughs) (laughs) That learning design is the thing for me. (laughs) How would you get started? Like, um, we talked about Hyper Island, but are there other ways? Do you know of other ways?
2: Yeah, I think you just do. I think this one is like Hmm. learning designer. You you design something. Could be anything, actually. Hmm. And then you just invite some people to be a part of it uh, and you explain the purpose and why you're doing it and that you're practicing and then you invite maybe a person to um, observe or feedback you or you know and then you practice and then you practice again and then you do again and Mm -hmm. then you talk to people that has done it and then you do it again that's the way to go and then you can add a course if you want to and then you can add uh, something else or whatever you want to do but Mm. And I mean, you can definitely, definitely dig deep into some of the tools, I think. I mean, practice nonviolent communication, for example, is a really, it's super hard, but that makes a whole lot of difference, you know, things like that.
1: Mm. Or you get in touch with a learning designer at any, any big organization would have that. IKEA, for example, and you would contact them and you would say, hey, can I, can I shadow you for a day or can I... Can I invite you to lunch, and you can tell me how you, how you became mm-hmm. a learning designer? I'm not really sure, actually, what kind of like if there's a a
0: education for it. I'm not sure. Do you have any more questions, cool, or I do think, we maybe a good checkout question? I know mm-hmm. we have a good one. I'm thinking of switching it.
3: Oh. it uh, yeah. Yeah. go Trust for it, girl. Your go yes, for it. I'm trusting it. I'm feeling yes. very Oprah and Super Love Soul it. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, yes. <laughs> If you don't listen to her podcast, it's lovely. Am I Robin, your sidekick? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're never my sidekick. Okay. (laughs) Co-leader. But but I I love this question, but what are you guys hoping to transform through your work? Oh, I know.
2: I think I'm onto the um, school system, the educational system Mm. in Sweden and the world. (laughs) No, but in Sweden, I think for me, it's about uh, how to help us, help, t- how to help me and others to understand that what learning is and how we can use it uh, better than we have. For me, that's super, super, super important. and yeah. Uh, and it goes into the system, of course, which is a bit rigid and old, I think.
1: Oh, so many things. I want to support... I want to support people to be more motivated at their workplace. We spend so much time in our workplace. It's, it, it's terrible that some are not motivated when they go to work. That's, uh, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> That's what I would like to
3: you to gonna like, eliminate the Sunday scaries. I like that. Yeah.
2: Mm. No more Sunday scaries. <laughs> I actually heard that the other day. Like, uh, a person told me, like, don't you have those days where you don't want to get out of bed? You don't want to go to work? And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Like, hmm.
1: I used to, but I haven't had that in like 10 years.
2: Yeah, but I remember also that yeah, I had yeah. that before. Horrible. I
3: aspire to get to that place in oh. life. <laughs> <laughs> you will you will I'm confident that I will you
1: will well, I'm confident Nicole. too
3: you'll be waiting June 2020 when I graduate <laughs> I will exactly. be there that's your vision <laughs> okay, set,
0: set a good intention Nicole. I'm claiming yes. it into existence yes. <laughs> I think we're done we're wrapping it up uh, we want to say thank you to Åsa and Luna for joining us today and before you leave um, please tell the listeners where they could possibly find you online
2: To be continued, I would say. Mm. We are planning something. We are planning stuff. Now you can find us by your names, but soon by another name. Please keep us updated. Yeah. The
3: people want to know? Exactly. Mm. We'll spread the word.
0: Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, so much. you. The
3: pleasure is all ours. Yes, mm. definitely.
0: And thank you again, Beppo. Yeah! We're gonna continue this conversation on social media, of course. Uh, we're gonna talk more about Hyper Island and who we are on social media. Nitin and Eric is super excited about this project. They're working it, so um, stay tuned to our channels at Hypertalks. And if you have questions, hit us up. With a DM or whatever it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Digital media
3: (laughs) creative. You're hip, like, you're hip. Yeah, yeah. Got this. (laughs) Or PM or... or Are the kids still using hotmail? I don't know. I have hotmail. It's like a (laughs) grandma. DM or whatever it's
1: called.
2: Take care, people. See you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.